this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com as part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's the E-R-E-K, at comicbooknoise.com. Or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. If you'd like to donate to Comic Book Noise, actually to the entire... Deliberate Noise Network, please go to comicbooknoise.com on the right-hand side of the screen. You'll see ways that you can donate to the show, such as by uh, PayPal, Alphonic Minutes, or through Patreon. And once again, uh, I've forgotten my list of patron donors to read on the show, but let me just say a thank you to one and all, um, especially this time of year. As this time of year is when the um, uh, the hosting bill comes through, so any little help, any little bit helps to keep the uh, lights on. Um, <laughs> anyway, I uh, finished reading something that I had n- never read before. That was um, Amazon's attack. I um, went to Ollie's. I've been talking about, you know, going to Ollie's a lot lately. Um, I've I've been talking about it a lot lately. I've been going there a lot lately. I've actually been there about a month and a half. Because last time I was there, I bought a bunch of comics, a bunch of trades. Oh, excuse me. So if you have an Ollie's near you, go to the book section and then look for another comic book section. Because they're usually not in the same area. Anyway. So I went there, and one of the books I got was um, Amazon's Attack. Now, I didn't read Amazon's Attack when it was coming out, because this was around the time I was really getting, um, just just really let down by DC. It was around the time of uh, Final Crisis, which I, I suppose I need to reread Final Crisis, but I, I felt that that was a big disappointment. Um, I never read, what was it, the... Last Days of the New Gods. I think that's what it was called. I never read any of that. Um, because when you have Countdown, which they became Countdown of Final Crisis, which then led into Final Crisis, and the editorial mismatch that was going on from the beginning of that... Of, from the beginning of... Um, of Countdown to the end of Final Crisis, it just seemed like nobody was really paying attention to what was going on. It, that's how it seemed to me. I'm, I'm probably wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, it just seemed very poorly done. The whole thing just seemed very poorly executed. Right. So at that time, I was I was actually leaning a lot more towards um, picking up Marvel books. I forgot what Marvel was doing at the time. But it wasn't uh, 
actively putting me off. I need to figure out what it, what I was reading around that time. Anyway, I wasn't actively putting putting me off like uh, DC was. And remember, I've grown up as a DC guy. I was been mainly a DC graphic DC guy for most of my life. But this one, this just oof, you know, oof. That's all I can say. But um, I knew sort of broad strokes of what happened. I knew that the Amazons pretty much attacked the United States. I didn't know why. And since the United States never became like the mascara, I knew that the Amazons had to lose, but I didn't know how or, or why or any, any details whatsoever. So when I picked this up, um, I picked it up having, you know, pretty good thoughts about it, right? Okay, somebody just sent this on. Um, I don't know if you can hear that or not, so if you just heard a buzz, buzz, sorry. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, so I, you know, I picked it up, because, you know, after all this time, I'm interested. And I do remember some of my friends loving it, and others just really, really not liking it, right? Um, First off, I just want to say I really enjoyed the writing. <clears throat> However, I had problems with it, right? And I'll get to that in a sec because most of that seemed to be editorially driven problems that I had, which just seemed kind of indicative of DC at that time. Um, the artwork I really enjoyed. Um, I really like uh, Pete Wood. I, you know, I like his artwork, um, Pete Wood's. I like his artwork, and I really like the level of detail that he put into a, a lot of those scenes. I mean, it's got to be tough to... It's got to be tough to do a fight scene, period. It's got to be difficult to have two teams fighting one another. Yeah, but when you have, like, hundreds, you know, at least dozens, if not hundreds of characters... Um, and a book, that's that's difficult, right? Especially so that you don't make everybody look exactly the same. Um, and he, he pulled it off. I thought he did a really good job. Um, I did not have a problem with the artwork at all, right? Like I said, I like the writing. But what really, really bugged me is something that happened that Marvel did the exact same thing during um, Secret Invasion. Now, the problem I had with most of Secret Invasion until it got towards the end, um, which just got ludicrous um, with all the different Super Scrolls, but anyway, um, was you would have one issue, and that issue would end on on a cliffhanger of sorts, and then you have the next issue, and the cliffhanger had been resolved somehow didn't tell you where and so the only place that I could see there were a lot of these uh, secret invasion cliffhangers were resolved was in the text page at the beginning of that issue for example um, and if somebody can point me in in a different direction I would just gladly uh, eat my words on this but there was a big deal where a bunch of where a, a scroll ship landed, and I want to say the hidden 
zone? What is that? A hidden jungle? Hidden area? Huh, I can't remember the name of it now. The place where Kazar and Zabu hang out. That it landed when it opened. There were a bunch of of heroes there, but they were dressed in like 70s clothes, right? Like you had a, a, a Luke Cage and Iron Fist and I want to say uh, Ms. Marvel. And they were all dressed back in the 70s. Like these people had been off in outer space and they finally came back to Earth, right? But it was revealed that they were actually just scrolls, And it, it, it never explained why. And the book says, oh yeah, these guys are all scrolls." So the next thing you know, you have modern day heroes fighting scrolls looking like the 70s villain. I mean, the, the 70s heroes. And I just remember thinking to myself, wait a minute, when did they say that these guys were scrolls? How do they know? And... I don't. I, I. I still don't know. Maybe if somebody has Marvel Unlimited, they can point me to like an issue of something that says, "Well, here, this is where I explain that." Because I would really appreciate. That's one thing that's always bothered me after all these years. Reading Amazon's Attack, I had the exact same feeling. However, I know for a fact that a lot of the uh, that there were things that were happening in other books that it would explain it. Most probably. Uh, the Wonder Woman, you know. So if something happened and uh, if there was like a cliffhanger in Amazon's Attack, then it probably would have been addressed in Wonder Woman or Justice League or something or another. And then it would come back, you know. But they didn't put those issues in this collection. You know, this was just the miniseries. So... You, I would read something, you know, like there was this part with uh, Nemesis, you know. Nemesis was a really big part of the story, but in another book, somewhere else, he got bitten by a snake, you know, and he was dying, and Wonder Woman was the only one who could save him, and she went to Themyscira to, to get the antidote, but he she ended up in Olympus, and around that time it just made no sense to me you know and and like I said I put that on editorial because yeah I realized that editorial wanted to bump up um, the, the the side issues you know like if you have this big event and it crosses over into regular ongoing titles then yeah this is going to get a big bump if people who are reading the main event have to go over to read something else but years later if you don't put all those issues in together then you just get what looks to be a cold mess not even a hot mess you know hot mess at least you tried to warm shit up right this is just not even cold this is lukewarm you know this is just not no it that just like i said that really bugged me because it's like i have no idea Thank God for the um for the uh, for the text pieces, and then you get to the very end, and I'm about to spoil what's an 11 year old book right now. So if you don't want to know, don't listen. Turn this this part off, right, and just come back in the next episode, right. I will be talking about other shit besides Amazon's attack, hopefully, but you're gonna miss that because you didn't read this book, you know, 
before you started this episode. Oh, fuckface, we get over already. Alright, not you. Talking about these people in, uh, in driving. <laughs> Oops, I guess I'm a fuckface. Anyway, um, at the very end, the, uh, the Amazons are, um, confronted by Athena or Minerva, I don't know which one, they, I can't remember which one they called her, right? But they were confronted by her and she did her, her god voodoo magic, her voodoo god magic, comic book voodoo god magic, and all of the Amazons disappeared, you know? And uh, apparently... They were not. They were not only teleported away, but they were had their memories stripped, and they were put into um, just like regular people roles. Like somebody, they show one of them as a, was a, 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 a mail carrier, and somebody else was a, a firefighter, or somebody was a teacher. You know, them, they may not have shown the teacher, but it was stuff like that, right? They went from being Amazons. It went from being Amazons to being just regular people so they can know what, you know, regular humans were like. Okay. But then, like, two seconds later, you know, a couple of pages later, it turns out that Minerva or Athena, whoever this was, had attacked the real Athena and had taken her place. And then you find out that that was granny goodness, you know, and this is all part of Darkseid's plan, you know, that also tied into, um, uh, Final Crisis, you know, and as I'm reading it, I'm just thinking to myself, when did granny goodness get that kind of power, you know, or has she always had that kind of power to, uh, teleport somebody and wipe their memory and oh by the way we're going to reconstruct reality so that not only we're giving them new lives but there are people who remember them even though they hadn't been there before you know i mean because think about that if you give somebody a new job uh that means that they had to have they had to go through if they didn't go through a, a job interview then at least somebody had to think they went through a job interview. Okay, because it's not easy being a firefighter. You just don't wake up one day, go down to the firehouse and say, yo, sign me up. I'm going to be a firefighter. You got to go through, you know, at least a training class, right? Probably more than that. Maybe two training classes. Who knows? Anyway, well, firefighters. Um, Male people. My mail carriers... Those guys, and, and I'm talking about, you know, like, for real, you have to take this, this, you have to take this, uh, the psychological evaluation, um, to be, to work in the, uh, the, the post office, and I know because for some reason they made me take the, the, the test, and then I, then they were just like, no, they, no, thank you, we don't have any jobs available for you, and when I asked my mother about it, I was like, why wouldn't they take me, and she told me, the reason why is basically they want a certain type of thinker 
Um, and I did not fit into that type of mold. You know, I'm not saying that people work for the, uh, for the, um, for the uh, post office are dumb. In fact, I'm saying the opposite. Those guys, they have, you know, they're, they're, they're very regimented. They have certain things they have to do, have to do a certain time, that kind of stuff. That's not me, as you can tell from the uh, schedules of the show. I'm more freewheeling than that, right? Um, but somebody had to administer the test. Now it's online, but, you know, 11 years ago, I don't think it was online. So who sat down and gave this um, this Amazonian uh, mail carrier their entrance exam, you know? I mean, who, who, who did that kind of stuff? And if nobody did that, then how'd they get the job in the first place? There's all kinds of little things like that. And I don't think Granny Goodness can do that kind of shit. You know, Granny Goodness can beat people with a, uh, with a pole, but I, I don't know about that. You know, so I'm, I'm curious. I don't know how they did that. And God damn it, I turned at the wrong fucking place again. <sighs> There's this one spot that I'm supposed to turn at. And every time I go here, I go to the wrong one. I always turn at the wrong place at the wrong place. And it turns out, no, that was the right place. Oh, fuck. I hate this area. I hate taking new ways to work. Absolutely hate them. Anyway. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, so, the, I don't know. So, that that was, like I said, that felt editorial driven. And I, I was disappointed in the ending. Um, but I liked the writing. I liked what uh, Will Pfeiffer did. The way that he built up to it. It's not his fault that they um, stuck him in a box and told him, look, you have to hit these notes, you have to do this, you have to do that, and oh, by the way, you're only going to get to tell part of the story, you know, he did the best chicken soup he could make, you know, or a chicken salad, however, whichever saying you'd like to go with, chicken soup or chicken salad, anyway, um, yeah, and the other book that I read, not the other book, but the other series that I read was um, The Jetsons. Now, I grew up watching The Jetsons. It's like, what, every Saturday morning, right? I hated The Jetsons. I really did. I couldn't stand George Jetson, his boy Elroy, his wife Jane, his daughter Judy. None of them. Couldn't stand El, uh, uh, Astro the dog. Couldn't stand basically Sprockets or or uh, Cosgrove Cogs couldn't stand any of it. Rosie the Robot, none of it. Absolutely none of it. I hated that show, right? Just could not I know people who like it, don't know why, don't care to know why. Don't even come to me with your, with your, your Jetsons love. No, just don't. <coughs> that said, I read, uh, somebody sent me a, um, a digital code for issue two, right? So I read issue two, and I was like, Ugh, why not? And just see what kind of hideous bullshit they foisted upon us, right? Um, and I don't know why I just didn't trust what DC was doing for that time. Because, you know, a lot of times DC just, like, says, you know, they whips it out and say, I'm just going to fuck it up, right? Um, but Scooby Apocalypse, 
Good shit. Wacky Race Slang. Good shit. You know? Uh, Future Quest. Good shit. Flintstones. I never would have thought Flintstones would be like, give some great social satire, right? But they did. Um, so far, every one of the Hanna-Barbera things they've come out with has hit. Don't know why I thought this would be different, right? So I'm reading it. I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty good. So then I went back and I read issue number one um, on uh, Comixology. And I was like, damn, this is good enough for me to add to my pull list, right? Now, something weird happened because when the books finally arrived, I got issue three and issue five. So, I, you know, I read issue three and I read issue five. I was like, oh, shit, I need to go back and get issue four, right? Um, but then I noticed that in my other package, my other two-read pile, there was issues four and six. So then I read four and then I read six. So I actually read two, one, three, five, four, and six, which you would think would be a very disjointed story. However, this is... Um, uh, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti we're talking about and his story worked. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was, it's actually one of the better, if not best, um, science fiction comic books I've read in a while. Right. It's about this family of really highly intelligent people. Right. Which would make sense. Um, and but you like this, right? In this Fantastic Four, there is no uh, no Sue Richards, right? And I I say that loving Sue Richards, right? Um, but Reed, his his intellect is off the charts, right? Um, Franklin and Valeria, both of them really intelligent kids, and then you've got Sue, who they don't portray as a dummy, but they definitely portray her as not being as smart as everybody else. That's why she's always making the kids go to bed and making sure that Reed um, eats his dinners, right? I mean, what else, what else the fuck are they going to do? Say, hey, here's a female character. Let's make her the, uh, the wife and the, and the child care provider, right? Even though she's the most powerful member of the team. If you don't believe me, she can kill all of them if she wanted to. Alright? That's soon for you. But anyway, so they don't have any of that. They have these really four highly intelligent people. Um, and they're dealing with uh, something... Ah, shit, I don't want to spoil this, right? This is some shit I don't want to spoil because I think everybody should read it. I think you should read Jetsons. Let's just say they're dealing with... Um, A planet Earth that has been devastated, as well as being the target of, let's just say, impending apocalyptic doom. Okay, and yet they they pull it off, right? I'm not going to say what they pull off, but they pull off the family dynamic. They pull off um, the the science fiction story. Um, just if you get, I, I highly recommend if you get a chance, read it. The only drawback I've had was I didn't think that Brito, I can't, I don't remember his first name. I don't think that his art style really fit the book, you know, because he, he does like a lot of feathered 
lines and stuff like that. And for me, I would have preferred a lot of a uh, cleaner line style. But then, as I was thinking this morning, but Flintstones had really clean lines, you know? Um, Scooby had really clean lines for most of its run. This needed to be different. You know, this it, it's just like they don't all need to have that same cookie, cookie cutter generic bullshit that the cartoons had. Right. Um, so even though that's what I was originally thinking, I came around on that. I'm, I, I, I like this art style. Now. Um, that said, if they could have got Amanda Connor, I would have liked it even better. But Amanda Connor does the the covers and she knocks them out of the park every time. So anyway. I'm at work, so I'm done making a lot of noise, a lot of comic book noise. Take it easy. Oh, my God.